All praises to the Most High, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. There's a doctrine going around, brothers and sisters, where preachers are saying that there was a war in heaven and that one-third of the angels were swept down to the earth and are committing chaos on the earth as this ever so um, continuing war between the devil and God is taking place for the souls of the people. Now, this is what they say. You know, even though First John three and seven. Now, I wanted to read this. First John. And, and brothers and sisters, like I say, you know, when it comes down to the Bible, it takes a long time to learn it. You would have to. That's why the Bible is a book that is not for fast runners, but for marathon runners. It is, it's a book that you would have to learn for years in order to truly understand it. But let's look at 1 John 3 and 8. It says, he that committeth sin is of the devil. So you don't have to be a spirit to be the devil. You can be in the flesh and be the devil. Let's take a look at, now I'm going to come back to that, but let's take a look at the book of Matthew 13. Matthew 13, verse 24. Now the Pharisee, the evil works of the Pharisee, challenging the ministry of Christ. Matthew 13, 24. It says, but when the Pharisee heard it, they said, this fellow doth cast out devils by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. So they called Christ the devil. Christ wasn't a ghost going around or spirit in the sky. He was flesh. He's healing people because he is a devil. But you know, our Lord and Savior was wise, saying, Every kingdom, verse 25, and Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself cannot stand. If Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then shall his kingdom stand? See, we knew, verse 28, Christ said, but if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, again, the Spirit of God being found in the Old Testament. I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to go into that. But another word for the Spirit of God is the Holy Spirit. You'll find the first place, one of the first places you'll see the Spirit of God is Genesis 41, 38. So I'm just saying Joseph had that. but you can see that the Pharisee called Christ a devil, even though he wasn't. They called him a devil, and he was in the flesh. So will you. He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For the pur this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now, when we went back to the book of Genesis, we went back to the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 14. It says, 
And the Lord said unto the serpent, the devil, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field, beast of the field, upon thy belly shall thou go, and thus shall thou eat all the days of thy life. The devil here was a man too. He was physical. When it says beast, you got to understand Moses is writing a parable. I told you every beast of the field, Ezekiel 31. I'm going to read this one verse, Ezekiel chapter 31. Because I got to move on. I got a lot to cover, brothers and sisters. Ezekiel 31, verse 6 says, And the fowls of the heaven made their nests in his bow, talking about Adam, and under his branches did all the beasts of the field bring forth their young, and uh, and under his shadows dwelt all great nations. The beasts are a similitude for nations. Not Adam just wasn't had a lot of animals around him. Nations they were called the beasts of the field in parable form, and this one particular beast, serpent, man is who tricked Adam and Eve with words, not a piece of fruit, with words. That's why the book of Proverbs, I tell you, brothers and sisters, if you again listen to ministers who will not take the time to break this down, can't wait to count up the dollar. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. The fruit Adam and Eve ate was of the tongue. Let's get that understood. Now let's go back. Let's look at the stars. Because I'm going to tell you where they get this from. Job chapter 38. Now we're going into Revelations 12, but Job chapter 38 and I got to go real quickly. Uh, verse 7, it says, When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. So this is what they say. Oh, these are the stars that is mentioned in Revelation, these angels. But let's take a look at, we, we're not going to go over it just like I, I would go over. I'm going to go to parts of the scripture in Revelations 12. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon and under her feet. Okay. I'm going to read that again. Excuse me. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. Now, Jeremiah 6 and 2 is going to tell you that woman is Israel. Jeremiah 6 and 2. I just can't go into it, brothers and sisters. It would take an hour and a half. I ain't got for 30 minutes. And she was clothed with the sun, Malachi 4 verse 2, says the son of righteousness. We know that according to Psalms 119 verse 172, the commandments are righteousness. Now, I'm not trying to rush it, brothers and sisters, but there is a lot to cover. And the moon, which is the covenant, under her feet, based on Psalms 89, verse 37. Now, you got to read verses 31 through 37, but that moon, that uh, light, because the sun and moon are lights, 
under her feet. Psalms 119. Now, I do want to go here. Psalms 119, verse 105. It says this, verse 105. It says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. So that light that was at the feet was, for, was the word of God, the covenant, the law. And a crown of 12 stars was upon the head of this woman. So who are the stars? Let's go, were the stars angels or were they the tribes of Israel? Let's go to uh, Genesis 37. Genesis 37. I'm going to get a couple of verses out of the Bible to make reference to these stars. Now, this is Joseph. He had a dream. Joseph had a dream, and he's going to tell the dream to Jacob and the other 12 boys, the sons. Genesis 37, verse 9 says, And he dreamed yet another dream, and he told it his brethren, and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. Now he says eleven stars because he's the twelfth star. These stars are talking about angels. They're talking about the children of Israel. And making obeisance to him. They did obeisance to him. Yes, they did when Joseph became a king, a second in the command in Egypt, and his brothers and his father did come make obeisance. They did bow down to him later, but that's that's another story. But I'm showing you that the stars are not talking about angels because of what they say it says in one chapter and one verse, and they expect you to believe that when the Bible says again and again. Let me show you again and again who the stars were. Deuteronomy 1 verse 10, it says, The Lord your God hath multiplied you, and behold, ye are this day as stars of heaven. Stars of heaven for a multitude. Now, I want you to keep your mind on the phrase stars of heaven. Now, he's talking to the 12 tribes. The, he said, you're the 12 tribes, the stars of heaven. Because you're going to see this phrase again. Let's go to the book of Judges 5 and 20. The book of Judges chapter 5, verse 20. And, and yet, you know, I'm not going to go into Daniel 8 and 10, but it's another scripture that describes the children of Israel being the stars. Now, when you go to Judges 5, 14, if you read verses 14, through 19, then read verse 20. Verse 20 says, they fought from heaven. Now, I want you to understand. The children of Israel were not up at the throne of God fighting. There are three heavens. Rulership, Deuteronomy eleven twenty one. Psalms 89, verse 29. The sky and where God dwells. 
The church will have you believe that the Bible talks about one heaven. No, it talks of three. That's why Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12 and 2, I knew a man above 14 years, whether in, a, in, a, in the body or out of the body, who was caught up in vision, not his actual body, based on 1 Timothy 6, 16, you can only be immortal to go into heaven. Paul was not immortal. It was a vision. He had a vision of the third heaven, heaven number three. That's why it says it's three heavens. That's why when you look at, let me, let me finish reading Judges 5 and 20. And they fought from heaven, the stars, and their courses, they fought against Caesarea. Caesarea were, uh, was a city among Hamite countries. Now, when we look at the book of First Kings 8, Solomon is going to reveal to us there are three heavens also. First Kings chapter 8, verse 27 says, But will God indeed dwell on earth behold the heaven and heaven of heavens heaven number one and heaven number two of heavens number three cannot contain thee how much less this house i have built now he's talking about the temple but i wanted you to see was there are three heavens not one but three heavens one is rulership that's why christ said this matthew 11 you wonder why these phrases are said. And I'm going quickly because I'm going to show you, brothers and sisters, that there is no war in heaven. Matthew chapter um, 12, 11 verse 12 says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. The kingdom of heaven was talking about Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem suffereth violence from the Roman soldiers, the Roman powers, the rules of Rome. Now let's go. It says, let's go back to Revelations chapter uh, 12. And she being with child cried and travailed in birth. This is verse two, pain to be delivered. Verse three. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon her head. This is, this is where they get this from, this red dragon. Now, the dragon, I'm not going to go into it. I'm just reading it. I'm going, I, I, I went into it, and um, if, you want, if you want to, brothers and sisters, go back and look at um, my podcast episodes that were titled The War in Heaven 1, 2, and 3. The War in Heaven 1, 2, and 3 explains most of what revelation is talking about it gives an in-depth look at it what i'm doing is i'm showing you that the fallen angels doctrine is not a doctrine at all because you're going to see as we go back into the bible that angels are not at war with god and they are submissive to him so this fabricated doctrine that sunday preachers teach is trying to hide something from you. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. 
And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Now, let's go. I, I don't want to focus on that. A war in heaven, one, two, and three, you can get the in-depth look. What I want to go and do is I want to go back and see, is the devil against God? Is there a war, literally, for your soul, according to scripture? Because they say this war takes place, they, they use Isaiah um, chapter 14, I guess 12 down. But I, I want to break into it. Let's let's look into it. Let's go to the book of let's see what is they could never they could never find it because if if Satan let me explain something to you guys. If Satan is doing his own thing, scripture, spiritual demon now. Remember, we, we started out with 1 John 3 and 8 because man likes the, the, the greatest deception a man can do is to convince you he is not that devil. He is not the one working the miracles or putting the witchcraft in your head and making it look like spirits are doing it when he, let, let me show you. Let's get the book of 1 Samuel. Chapter 16. First chapter Samuel chapter 16 says this. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. The spirit of the Lord is another uh, uh, spirit that was called the Holy Ghost. It was also found in Acts chapter 5, verse 9. The spirit of the Lord is another uh a phrase for the Holy Spirit. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And folk, the Bible says a evil spirit came from the Lord. Not on his own. The Lord sent him. Let's, let's go, let's drop down to verse 23. Another verse that says it. And it came to pass when an evil spirit from God was upon Saul, David took the harp and played with his hand, and Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Now, that goes right back to the book of Luke. I mean, excuse me, the book of Mark. The book of Mark, chapter 5. It says this, Mark chapter 5. Now, remember, and uh, John 5 and 30, John 5 and 30, Christ says something that we need to take a look at. Christ says, I can do nothing. I, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father, which has sent me. So I want you I want you to take a look at this. Mark chapter 5 verse 13. Take a good look. It says, "And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits, the unclean is unlawful." Let me let me 
me show you real quick. People wonder what an unclean spirit is. Unclean spirit. Ezekiel 39. We're going to find out what unclean spirits are. Ezekiel 39 verse 24 says this. According to their uncleanness and according to their transgressions, I have done unto them and hid my face from him. So the unclean, I'm going to show you again. Job 33. And, and precept must be upon precept word for word. I'm going to show you what it means to be clean and unclean. Job chapter 33 verse 9 says, this is Job. Uh, this is, uh, I think this is Elihu that is came, came to Job. I'm thinking. He says this. I am clean without transgression. I am innocent. Neither is there iniquity in me. So to be clean is to be without transgression. To be unclean is to be in transgression. So when we look at Mark 5, 13, and forwith Jesus gave them leave and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. They went out from him, entered the pigs. They never say this. God let, if meat, if, if um, pork was good to eat, Christ didn't think so here. Christ didn't kill any other animal on earth. If Christ let these spirits go in the swine, he killed them. Are you sure swine is clean? Your pastors don't read this. Right. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea, and they were about 2,000. And they were choked in the sea. So Christ let Christ didn't care about the swine then. He let them die. Didn't didn't blink twice. But surely, if it was clean to eat, Christ wouldn't waste two thousand pigs. But the point is, brothers and sisters, as in second, as in First Samuel sixteen verses twenty three, the spirits departed from Saul. Christ was able to make the spirits depart as well. It had been it, it has been done in the Old Testament. That's why Solomon says there's nothing new under the sun. Let's take a look. Let's see, see this war. See, an evil spirit came from God. Let's move, let's move it right along. Let's look at 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel. Now, remember, I read you this scripture a while ago in a podcast. I was trying to remember. I, I think it was a couple of podcasts where Psalm 78 and 49, it says... He casteth upon them the fierceness of his anger, wrath, and indignation, and trouble by sending evil angels among them. Who sent the evil angels? Well, God himself. Let's take a look at one of the instances where he sends an angel to kill. 2 Samuel chapter 24. Now, this is how this is after David number the children of Israel. God told him not to do it, and he did it. I'm going to go into that story another time, but I want to go into this here. 2 Samuel 24, verse 16 says, And when the angel stretched out his hand upon Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord repented of him the evil. Wait, wait, wait. So you mean the evil that was coming up upon David and the children of Israel was from God? And this angel was doing the killing and said unto the angel that destroyeth the, the people, it is enough. 
Stay now thine hand, and the angel of the Lord was by the threshing place of Aruna, the Jebusite. You mean to tell me that God told this angel that was killing to stay your hand? Where's the war? This angel is committing evil. God said, stop. Don't do no more. Let's look at the book of 1 Kings 22. Where's the war against God and the devil? It doesn't look like there's a war at all. It looks like God is controlling evil angels. And you're going to see that as we go on. 1 Kings 22 and verse 20. This is God speaking to the hosts of angels around him. You'll find that in verse 19. We're going to read verse 20, though. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? The Lord said this, and one said on this manner and another on this manner. And there stood forth a spirit. There came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said unto him, I will persuade him. Watch God. Watch the Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? And he said, I will go. I will go forth and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of his prophets. And he said, thou shalt persuade him and prevail also. Go forth and do so. Now, wait a minute. Remember, when we go back to the book of Genesis chapter 3, watch this. Genesis chapter 3, verse 22 says, And the Lord God said, Behold, man has become like one of us to know good. And evil, evil. And now lest he put forth his hands and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. So God says us, because he knows evil like at that time Adam knew evil. And in 1 Kings 22, 22, he's the one that sent the spirit into the prophets of Ahab to lie to him. And Ahab died in Ramoth Gilead by a um arrow that was pre-adventure shot into the air. Pre-adventure means this man just shot an arrow and the angel guided it right to Ahab and it hit him in between the joints of his armor. God doesn't play. Let's get the book of Job. I want to look at a key verse in Job. Watch, watch Satan here. Watch Satan. Watch Satan. Did, was Satan able to attack Job without God giving him permission? Let's see. Look at the book of Job chapter 2. Verse 4 says, Job 2 and 4 says, And Satan answered and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. But put forth thine. Satan said, Put forth thine hand now and touch his bone of his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. Watch this. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thine hands, but save his life. Wait a minute. God is controlling Satan. 
like he was in 1 Samuel 16, verses 14, 23. Man, come on now. 1 Kings 22, verse 22, and right here. Where's the war? Where is the war? All through the Bible, God is controlling Satan. Now, one time did Satan reject God. It says, verse 7, Job 2 and 7, so, so Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with balls from the sole of his foot unto the crown. Job began to be getting sick. But wait a minute. When we go back to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, food for thought, brothers and sisters, when you read all the scriptures, Deuteronomy 28, Deuteronomy 28, verse 59 says, Then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful, and thy plagues of thy seed, even great plagues of long continuance and sore sickness, and of long continuance. Moreover, he will bring upon thee all these diseases of Egypt, which thou was afraid of, and they shall cleave unto thee. Wait a minute. So God sent the devil, and the devil gave Job these sicknesses. So God controls the sicknesses. That's why Exodus 4.11 says, Who has created the dumb, the crippled, the blind? Even I, saith the Lord. People don't realize that the war in heaven was not talking about angel versus God. It was talking about man versus God. You see no scripture where the devil and God, or God, the, God can reject the will of, uh, 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 Satan can reject the will of God. 